I mean, most of the time when I have a fever dream like that, I don't start making big moves. <laughs> Barry just imagines himself on the pod for real. And he's like, well, <laughs> one, one day. day. Hello and welcome along to the Community Notice Board. Um, anyway, shall we get going? Yeah, let's do it. He's an idiot. I'm six Hello. Of paper. <laughs> welcome. To another episode of Community Notice Board, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming-of-age tales. We've got a very special guest today, comedian and host of the hot new podcast on the block, Block Blunders. <laughs> yeah. It's Barry Wall. Thank there. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I got it, though. Yeah, yeah, got good. New pod on the block, Block Blunders. You're a blockhead if you listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're, we're commies, right? For community. <laughs> commies? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know about you, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a libertarian, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you need to rebrand that yeah. one. <laughs> Keep working oh, on that. Died in the wool commies. Yes. Wearing that red T-shirt. Yeah, I was going to say, red shirts yeah. now available on the store. <laughs> actually, that's a great, a hammer and sickle. It says I don't know about great idea, James. Yeah, no, I mean, it can't we be round way. everyone up and shoot them unless they listen. I mean, it can't be worse than the other shit. Speaking of, Baz fucking rocks right. up in the fucking merch. Yeah, this yeah. is how you get on our good side. I, I mean, you'd that. think it was uh, that I planned it, but it's just the last thing I had left. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> Everything else is in the war. For the listener at home, maybe on the fence about buying a community notice board shirt available on our Instagram bar, how it fit, how does it, it feel? It is a nice shirt. Yes. I can't even, I, I mm. wanted to mock it, but it's, it's good. <laughs> it's good. I got it and it was soft, it was comfy. I wear it uh, every week. Yeah, a lot fuck of looks. Yeah. It's the only shirt I wear. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of murmurs. What the fuck is that guy wearing? Yeah, no, like, oh. everyone actually is really interested because yeah, it's fun. Like, yeah, it's right? cool. And then I have to be like, oh, I know these guys. Yeah, <laughs> the, awesome. the murmurs come when I wear it and they look down and like, yeah. Yeah. you on your own shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you I, that is all weird. And you have the tote bag. <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening to Con Not on your like, phone with the speaker on the train. Yeah, like, Drew has special versions where it's just his parts. Yeah, Drew lands a riff and then he's looking around. He's like, yeah, that was a good one. That's like, you know, there's Taylor's version. I've got Drewy's version. Yeah. <laughs> all my parts. Yeah. You're the guy on the train listening to the speakers out loud yeah, in your phone. Yeah. Like, pretty good pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me good and stuff. the other Eshe. <laughs> Battling the Eshe oh. for the sound volume. Yeah. <laughs> Turn down 1-4. I got a great hit. 4-1. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh man! Well, the intro clip's coming this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barry. There. So, to recap, a year ago we went to Hawaii. We didn't plan the episodes uh, out in time, and Barry very graciously mm-hmm. came and did one mm-hmm. with just me and Drew. We thought maybe it would take off. I practically begged to be on the show because I love this so much. And then you're like, well, look, we got this week where we have no idea what to do, so we'll bring you in. Yeah. I think and we spent we, we a hefty too. 20 minutes talking about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Which I don't yeah. understand why people don't listen to that episode. <laughs> we didn't even pretend to, like, you know, do the conceit of the pod. We no. just threw it all out the window and well, it was all like It was all, like, kind of thrown together because the mics were from Jerry from the Mug Off. The Zoom yep. was from Andrew Hastings from We'll Just Tell Your Mother We Ate It All. Mm. And then we went to Drew's place and we had a couple of laughs. We had a beer or two. But we told Barry we're getting back on to do the full episode of yep. his hometown, which is North Parramatta and mm. the Oatlands area. Yes. And there's yes. a lot of stuff there. Mm. A lot yeah. of stuff that we didn't have time to research first time around, but this time, by gum. Oh, yeah. Mm. 
we got some shit. Oh, I'm glad. Okay, that's good to hear. One star reviews at the Maccas or whatever. Oh, the Parramatta Maccas. No, I mean that's just the jury does. I worked at the Westfields Parramatta Macca. There's three Macca. There were three Maccas in the Westfields of Parramatta, and I worked on the bottom floor one. Yeah, three Maccas in one. See, because they wanted to get. It's a big shopping center. They wanted to get people coming out of the train station. Then they got the one on the food court level, and then there was a one in between that I guess like in case you didn't order at the top level and you were going to the movies and you're like, yeah. shit, I need it. And McFlurry as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're just like, no, nah, I don't need Maccas. And then you're going up and then you're yeah. like, and no, I've was changed like, my mind. Yeah, I've changed yeah. my mind. Can it they, was a fancier Maccas too. Can the they as one. well be like, Barry, you're working on level three today? Uh, that never happened. <laughs> uh, and to be fair, I worked there for like a month and then um, I, I like I like quit in a way that, in like a dramatic way. And like, I came in with my uniforms like, well, you can find someone else to replace me today. I thought I was like really chucking it to it. Like really putting it to the man. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do? We have one fucking fry station down out of seven. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I was yeah. integral to the, yeah, uh, yeah. to the McDonald's line. <laughs> Why did you quit? Or was it just? Well, it's a really nerdy reasons. I, uh, I was uh, rehearsing in a theater in production and they rostered me on a day of rehearsal. So I was like, well, look, I'm a, you know, I'm star side actor in this one yeah. scene. <laughs> well, I have a line. Yeah. 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 <laughs> very sympathetic Ray Kroc himself called Barry and was <laughs> like, listen, Hamlet, or we can get you on the fast track to manage it. <laughs> Hamlet or Hamburglar. <laughs> yeah. I can give you an acting job. Uh, tell you what, I was, in, I was torn. Yeah. <laughs> Man, did the Westfield there, that's like, because it's an enormous Westfield, oh, right? That Paramount yeah. one, right? Yeah, it's huge. It's un- unbelievable. And that's like the centerpiece of, Power, right? Like, cause you, so you grew up in like, so Oatlands is like. So behind. I've grown up all around that area. Mm. I was, uh, I started when I was young, like a baby. I grew up in Parramatta, like at a, in like a heritage listed house, a mm. uh, beautiful little sandstone home. Mm. And then we moved to North Parramatta where I spent like probably my childhood years. And then it was like Oatlands was more my teenage and then like mongrel years. Like mm. they were, they were a bit more wild. <laughs> right. In the lands, eh? Yeah. Yeah. In the Oatlands. Yeah. The we used land. to, that's what we used to say. So that to some people. oats <laughs> in the Oatlands. There we, we go. Me and I, cause it was like me and a, it was like right across the road from my school. And there was a few other kids from my school who lived there. So we would tell people when we'd be out at parties, like, oh, it's like, it's Oatlands. It's out. It's like floodplains, man, like alligators and shit. You gotta, like, <laughs> Swamps and stuff. <laughs> the Oatlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't mess with us. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's yeah. Fucking Red Dead Redemption or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, making it out like it's so much worse than it is. Are you, is. What's the um, rep of like, say, versus Parramatta, North Parramatta, is it nicer? Is it just N- a little bit cheaper? North Parramatta is um, like lesser. It's, it's predominantly taken up by the school that I went to. And like smaller surrounding little uh, streets and stuff because the school's massive, and the, the like. There's not a lot there. There's like uh, there's a few houses along like the street I used to live on, and then um, basically it just becomes Oatlands uh, okay. or Windsor. Like. I, I've got some stuff on the school. Kings. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you could in. do a whole podcast about that school, man. Yeah. Yeah. Not an episode, a series. Like, like a whole <laughs> series for sure. <laughs> should we get into it? Yeah, you be? know, I mean, doing community notice board is pretty clear that one of the man- mantras should be abolish private education. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, sure. This is a real because every <laughs> big school that's like, yeah, we actually charge a lot has a controversies tab. Oh, oh seriously, yeah, yeah. like, it's I like 
Tom Sizemore of schools, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I would talk to people and they'd be like, oh, yeah, one thing happened in my school where it was crazy. And the thing they'd bring up is like, I reckon two or three of those happened a year at my school. Mm. Like, I, I, whether a teacher hit a kid or a teacher fuck a kid or, like, <laughs> or a kid would fuck a teacher. Like, you know. really? That's just everything. It was crazy. That's why. I mean, should we go through? Uh, what Let, have you got, Jamie? Play what? the hits. Yeah. yeah well, I, I got one from like relatively recently. Because oh, yeah. oh, like, I've got a bit on all of them, so what, whatever you have. So the one like. I have is that uh, there was an investigation into taxpayer funds going towards the King's school. Starting with a fun topic. And the <laughs> headline was, King's school ordered to immediately cease plans for headmaster's plunge pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a great What does that? he need? A, they have two pools yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. So like leasing the taxpayers so you can have yeah. a fucking pool. Well, this was for him. So, like, they yeah. have two pools, but he has a residence on campus. A lot of teachers do. Yeah. There's a lot of teachers just live the on the teachers. premises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. The, just the headmaster. And so no, the headmaster uh, has, like, a nice place on there. Yeah. Well, not as nice as it could be because the plunge pool <laughs> is not happening. At How can moment. I jacuzzi if I don't have the plunge pool? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, okay. when I get out of my sauna, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work if you just sauna. <laughs> I mean, I, that would actually, I should have looked into that. Like, the plunge pool, like, I bet you that cunt's got a sauna in oh, yeah. there. No, what, yeah. what am I going to do? I'm going to have to drive my golf cart to the pool to yeah. plunge? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's two other pools. There's, there's, there's a 50-meter pool and a 25-meter pool at the school, but this was for his own residence, right, Jamie? Yeah, so it said uh, basically there was planned construction. Department of Education launched an audit of King's last year over concerns about possible misuse of taxpayer money after the school's council approved a request by the headmaster <laughs> to have a pool built at his on-site residence. So it was a two-by-three-meter plunge pool, and basically he had drawn up the architectural plans for it, had paid for someone to come in and draw it, even though, like, when How they... Drawing up those architectural plans, shit. what do you stand by square? <laughs> like, yeah, it looks yeah. like... By three. It's a bit yeah. like this. Well, that was one of the things that got him, because... Two they, by three metres, that's a lap pool for me. Yeah, what do you need that? <laughs> you plunging, like, one metre by one. What are you doing? Chewy drowns. 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 Oh, we haven't made the final decision on whether we're going to install a plunge pool mm. in the headmaster's residence. And then they were like, well, hold on. Like, you've got an architecture, uh, yeah, an architect, sorry, to yeah. do the plans. And he was like, oh, boy, you know. It's like, oh, God, I shouldn't tell them that I've started digging, should yeah, I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so basically, they went after him for that. And then they did some more digging and found out there was a, what is called a controversial trip. By the headmaster, <laughs> his deputy, and their wives, they went oh. first class to the world's most prestigious rowing event in London. Oh, of course, it was. And rowing. then, yeah, yeah it, and then like to is that like the what's is it the school like to, regatta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one from um and they the said social network. basically to mitigate it that uh that the pre uh, the principal and his wife they downgraded their first class tickets to business class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God forbid. Yeah. Do you know what I have to sacrifice to run this school? <laughs> it's so wild that they like cuz you see this a lot where it's like the headmaster and his wife gets complimentary and he's yeah. like I got to be fucking, right? Like yeah. you know what I mean? You can't like you can't possibly go without. Yeah. He's like it's such a weird thing to justify yeah. that like cuz other people do business trips and they don't drag their wife around yeah, the world with them. Crazy. I want to say this headmaster that's currently in? I, I don't know him. He was he came in like a couple of years after I had left, mm. or the year or two. The, right. the guy I had because I went to the school from kindergarten to year twelve. Because mm. uh, my dad enrolled me when I was born uh, oh, to enter when I was. Yeah, yeah, it's like 
he went when he was in high school mm. and he was like, his whole life mission was to have a son and send him to Kings. Like, mm. right. uh, and he did, you know, props <laughs> to him. He achieved his dreams. Uh, and and much done to my, and done. Yeah, much to my dissatisfaction. Uh, I had to do cadets and I had to do all the things and yeah. it's a military school. So, so now like, when you're like, yeah, I got a new episode of Block Blunders coming out, he just looks at like your Kings year 12 photo <laughs> and strokes. <laughs> there was definitely a period when, so when I was doing theatre, he was like super into that. And then there was a point where I was like, actually, I don't know about theatre. I think I might do comedy. And the interest level dropped oh, significantly. Yeah. <laughs> goes, goes to your mom. It's like, we need to have a second child. <laughs> and roll them in kings immediately. <laughs> we'll go for take two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other funny thing is like, so they End made up a big- improv kid. They made a big, <laughs> they made a big deal about uh, downgrading the guy and his wife from first to business. But then made an even bigger deal about the deputy principal paying out of his own pocket. Yeah, yeah. So oh. that makes me laugh, the idea that the principal is installing <laughs> a plunge pool and just has this, like, put-upon, you know, manservant friend of his that's the sniveling deputy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Jeeves. well, yeah, he's like, you don't even get a bathtub in yeah, your yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it sounds like he runs this place like a fiefdom. Like, he, what, he's that, just like, I mean, look out over my lands. Yeah, look, it has a vibe like that. <laughs> and, and actually, now that you've mentioned fiefdom and looking over your lands, the office of the headmaster sits above the kind of like quadrangle where we would parade to end. Okay, we would have to parade, Wait, like what? stand at attention and enter in single file for like chapel, just to go to like assembly. And like, and so, and he would stand and address the school from like a tower, like <laughs> eating a big leg of fucking ham. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got, he's got like three women with yeah, him. Yeah, he's yeah, like, him off you go, students. Yeah. To the, <laughs> yeah. him with the leaf. He, he's in a speedo, fresh from a new plum. <laughs> yeah. Have you, if you're like, hey Barry, how did you get into like acting and stuff? And you're like, well, I wanted to audition as Jester to the headmaster. It is weird. And then each, so the headmaster and the deputy head and and other another student another teacher would like they have their own little groups of year 12 students that are like they have like these like brain trust groups that if you get in secretly invited to you're like guaranteed us to be yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what went down getting brain trust yeah. i would be friends with them and they're like yeah we just go and we talk about stuff it's like why go and talk That's at lunch so with your students with your even weird man that is so weird that it's not even like an official like you know, because at our shitty public school, it was like you, there's a, you know, a captain is elected, and yeah. that's and all then existed. Yeah. yeah, but and then there was like the 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 bullshit was that there was like you were the conduit to the the principal about student affairs mm. or whatever. But like, yeah, the at least it was all yeah, exactly. Yeah. But at least it was all like out, it wasn't like some secret whisper society like skulls yeah, and yeah. bones. Yeah, shit. I remember a friend telling me that they had this thing at lunch, and I was blown away that. I was like, I've, I didn't get asked for that. And they're like, of course you didn't, cut. What do you, <laughs> <laughs> you, they laugh at me? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not bad. Like, yeah, yeah. What's I'm good thing? banter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is like, I don't, I don't know if anyone, but that is how every private school gets molested is like, yeah. comes, come hang with me and let's like, talk secrets and I'll treat you like an adult. And then they just get molested. Well, that yeah. and there's boarding houses and stuff, right? Where teachers are living with kids and the, and the thing. And I don't know, I'm not, I don't have any stories about, um, that sort of stuff mm. that have ha- affected students. I did have my year, one of my year four teachers, not my teacher, but the other other classes teacher, uh, when we were in high school, did get caught with pics of children. Mm. And it was really awkward because you're like, he was the school photographer. <laughs> and so oh, they had to like guarantee us that he didn't have photos of us. But of course you would guarantee you. That oh, that's didn't have a, so it was on the, in the Wikipedia. Greg Copeland? Is that? Uh, no, it just did, it only had a line, but it was just funny because it was in 2011, a teacher yeah. was arrested for possession of images of child abuse. However, they were not of students from the school. So yeah. it's like, Probably well, then that's from, fine then, <laughs> I guess, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess weird. not as bad as you'd think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's, there yeah, was a lot of that, and there was heaps of, and I think this is why it's so there's so many controversies and like secrets. It all gets swept under the rug. Mm, it mm, all mm, gets mm, because, mm. and I remember there were times we would have assemblies where something would break out, and they because I walked to school across the road, they would have to tell kids being like, "Don't talk to the news reporters as you as you walk across the road." Jesus oh, wow. Christ. Yeah, like, oh, and wow. there'd be news reporters trying to like, hey, you want to talk about the thing? And you'd have to be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't know what you think. Jeez. Were you molested? You know, eight-year-old boy. It's yeah, like, you know, like, I've just got English in yeah, like five yeah. minutes. <laughs> did you, um, did the other thing that I had about that, do you know how much this guy's, the principal, the headmaster's on? Oh, uh, can I guess? Hang on. Okay, you've made an S sound. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess 700,000. Yeah, exactly. Wow. 700,000 a year. Yeah. And if you're on plunge pool. Yeah, pump. and he's, can he doesn't yeah. have to pay for housing. Anything. Like yeah. he's living on in this mansion. Wow. So and when you think about what teachers are making it like in public schools and stuff, it's insane. Yeah. Unbelievable. That is and um it's really hard to go there. And I mean, so I went my dad's not like my dad worked hard to send me to the school. He mm. wanted to send me to the school. And, and like, I really respect what he did. And I love that I did go there because it has great facilities. Uh, and I had a good childhood there. But you would be next arm in arm with kids whose dads owned like helicopter companies. Yeah, 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 and yeah. they just have no concept of what's like, what struggle is and stuff. That's yeah. not, and I had it easy. I had it good. Like, it did say that King's like, it's uh, very, very expensive. But the actual like average income of the parents is quite low compared to other private schools. Because yeah. there's a lot of like just average you know, or middle-class parents there. Mm. And if they actually, if they compare like the average income of parents at King's, it compares to like a private school where the fees are like four grand a year. Yeah. But the pri but the fees for, for King's at, at right now, it's like kindergarten is like 30 grand a year. Right. You've got to pay 30 grand to put a kid and in. And think about, you think on top of that, it's also uniforms on top of that, which you have to buy from the school, which, which are all really expensive. The dorkiest yeah. school uniform I have ever seen in my entire oh. life. Oh, I've got a photo. <laughs> okay, yeah, and, and I'll describe it for, if, if you haven't seen it, it's um, it's grey coat, oh, wait, red please, lapels. Please tell me you have it like a slouch hat. Slouch hat only for cadets, okay. like when you're doing cadets. So, <laughs> But lucky. yes, a slouch hat. Um, and you used to have to wear the hat all the time, but they got rid of that. You're right. But you're wearing like a, a blue kind of uh, shirt and and, re and pants with a red stripe down the side oh uh, with no pockets, frustratingly. And <laughs> no pockets. So they didn't want pockets. And it's something to do with the history of the pants being ranger pants or something. Mm. But then like kids just walk around with their hands down their pants. It's the worst look. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the jacket is the iconic. <laughs> the arse is cut out as well. It's <laughs> so, so weird. It's just like inviting. Just weird sexual connotations. It's, it's a strange. Yeah, and, the, and the jacket is really intense. And the worst part is. <laughs> You, if you step out of the school and it's winter, you got to have all your, your number one uniform on, right? That's right. what they'd call it. Uh, so if you're heading down to Parramatta Station to go and, like, go home, you got to walk through that Westfields dressed in your full army get-up, like, grey coat, oh. red lapels, bloody ordained with silver buttons. Like, you look and like you get a shit target. thrown at you by Just a kids. lot of, like, there they are, the army boys. Like, yeah, just yeah, a lot yeah. of shit talking. Here's <laughs> a picture. Oh my god! That's literally stupid. You, so that is number one's. Um, and he's got a cadets. sash on. Too. Yeah. So that is them at passing out parade. So because so what? So it's a whole military thing. Is like yeah. what is? It's it's just a like you're still you're not like uh, doing you know gun range stuff. Are yeah, you, you do actually. Oh, uh, so at least once. Uh, so you do. It's compulsory two years cadets. And part of the cadets is that you go and um, you go to the rifle range. Wow. Uh, which is on the property as well. But like, <laughs> it's it's just crazy, man. And uh, what, what is so what bring up? There's, pay, there's like pain for your son to go in the army. It's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. it's weird. What so you just so the, the school army? is ingrained, the history of the school and when it was made, it, it was 
like it was like a created or formed only a couple of decades after Australia was colonized. Mm, and it was right. made, I think, with the intention of like sending the officers' children to school. And at one point they moved the entire school and famously they moved the chapel brick by brick or whatever the stupid story is mm. uh, from Parramatta, like the main part of Parramatta, to the now the North Parramatta site that it's at. Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And like there's a whole lot of really old buildings, great ghost stories because they're mm. like old farm buildings from the Burns family. Mm. Uh, and there's a graveyard in the middle of the quadrangle. There's weird rules Like you can't walk on this particular bit of grass That they've got in the thing And it's not because it's special grass It's just because they don't want the grass to look shit <laughs> You're like well then why put the grass in there So like, freaking weird um, oh yeah, I, 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 it's just like I love it. It literally is like this. It is like a I had a feeling a micro, a micro nation where there's a king and he's trying to get an army of people yeah. to yeah. defend yeah. from invasion. It's the, like the ranks in the cadets are really intense, and then so every year you go on cadet camp, which is you get taken by a year twelve kid around Singleton Army Range with a map, and like there's only one teacher at every main point, so it's just get bullied and, and, and attacked for a, a week. Like right. I remember I was, uh, we were doing a, uh, and I knew this was going to happen. We were just going to talk about Kings, but it is such a rich topic. <laughs> yeah. um, I was at cadet camp and I wasn't really participating in the puzzle exercise that our platoon was doing. And my corporal turned around, punched me in the chest to the floor and was like, get more into it, cunt. And I was like, oh, how motivating. What a wonderful thing. This guy's one year older than me. Yeah. Like, and he's, he's taking, like, power, just a massive power trip. Straight out of the army playbook, get more into yeah. it. you got to get into it. You yeah, know? yeah, come on, help. <laughs> what? We're not into it. Well, how can I help? You've got 17 other kids nailing it at the moment. Yeah. I don't know yeah. that's yeah. strange. I, there is, um, there was about this, uh, the military camp, there's a bit of a story about that. I just... Um, <laughs> Wrap up the other controversy section. So pretty much covered. Oh no, there was a there's a group chat one. I don't know. I think I could. I think we could go on and on about controversies. <laughs> <Yeah. Is it laughs> just the, the ones that school. made it to the Wikipedia. You know how there was the the the, the Knox one came yeah. out. It was a group mm. chat, and then a lot of other schools had similar group chats and screenshots. I bet they would have gone. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's start talking. Let's, yeah, it's like Real have spice. a Fight Club. People yeah, are like, you know what? Yeah. We should start a Fight Club. Oh, but it's was, very yeah. funny because Kings and it was just a, an article and it has a screenshot from this group chat of these kids, and the, it was called "Studies of Religion Group" is the chat. I don't know if that was <laughs> real or a bit or something. That's a, that's a topic you can take in in like year eleven, right? 12, so yeah. I don't know if it just devolved into this, but <laughs> basically the screenshot it just starts with. I'm cool with Muslims and pretty much everyone as long as they aren't Jewish or French. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it's like, France honestly needs to disappear. And then this guy posted a, like a photo of the, the map of the world with France missing. <laughs> like, isn't this just perfect? <laughs> and everyone, I mean, that sounds kind of fun. And, uh, and then, and mine is the Jewish part. Jewish part, but then obviously like, you know, everyone's in up in arms about it. But then it's what? about, well, about, you know, the, what? Oh, oh no! You're just staring at him. Yeah, um, he was looking good. All right, but the, everyone was you know like it's disgusting about all the Jewish people yeah, and slander that, and stuff. And then there's one comment on Daily Mail um, by a dude that says, "What's he got against France? <laughs> Self entitled little moron. Probably never been there in his life. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. has been there actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mum and Dad probably yeah. look at the comments. His name is like Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> e Macronic. E <laughs> this is fucking bullshit." <laughs> Do you have one? Because i got one more thing for the school. But yeah. The Goanna. I'll go, yeah, finish the school. Because this oh, is yeah. just another historical sort of building, which I'm sure that you... Oh, right. They're definitely Goanna beheading. Yeah, the Goanna thing oh, as well. Well, there was, was two fun. things. 
firstly there was a a, a sheep tackling it was a video post on is, facebook yep, okay. by a teacher for the rugby school with uh, getting all the kids to crash tackle sheep what in the year farm was that paddock. I don't, I didn't copy it now. I think but that might have been around. I I feel like that was like my age, my year group. Wow, I, right. I, I might be misinformed, and I might be putting my own like mixing my memories. Well, but I have a feeling of my friends going on that rugby trip and tackling sheep and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the, the 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 teacher posted on Facebook as he's like tackle this sheep, and then um there was a, like everyone's like what are you doing? You can't do that. And the principal at the time came out and said that yeah. rugby camp. Training exercise. Um, it's not dissimilar to shearing. Yeah, so he's trying yeah, to say that. Was, yeah. Yeah, 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 like you know. I love getting a haircut and being crash tackled. <laughs> <laughs> and called it a. What's that number four? Called it a strength and team building exercise. Like they the tried. principal just defended it as like completely normal. They practice. have to, man, because if they go against it, then what do they do? They have to take action. It gets more into the news. Like it's and it's and, a weird position to be in. And that's this Goanna thing, which is just like. It's this pretty is abhorrent. It's it's, like, uh, it's absolutely abhorrent, but it's like it could happen anywhere at any school because kids are disgusting and yeah. horrible. But the reaction is wild. So yeah. during a school camp, and I think it was the one in like Singleton that's like an army retreat or something. Yeah, that's so that's the cadet camp every that year. Cadet camp, right? Yeah, and then I'll tell you now that this and there's so much more that don't get learned. I've seen a kangaroo hunted down. <laughs> but anyway, that then this particular one that which made the news was a, a monitor lizard, which is like a goanna. Which is like just to put in. It's not like a skink. This thing, can, this thing can <laughs> get up to like two meters long. Right. It's yeah, a. It's like a. It's like a medium sized dog. It's like, yeah. like it's a full it mammal. Put, uh, it not could. a mammal, but it's like. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's not like an insect. This lizard's so big it became a mammal. <laughs> it became a mammal. It got red blood. But it could do damage to you. Like it could do damage to you. Fuck you up. It scratches. But they, yeah. they. 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 Uh, but they fucking killed it. Right. Yeah. So it's not like. That you know, camp. step in a spider or something. This is pretty yeah. cold-blooded, right? Yeah, that camp becomes Lord of the Flies real quick. Yeah. Like from day one. Right. So so obviously some kids like, you know, I'll dare you to do that or fuck off. And then anyway, they kill this fucking lizard. And it's uh, it makes, you know, it's a controversy and, and it sort of everyone's really in uproar about it. And uh, the the principal, the newer one, not yeah. um, so this was only Mr. like not Doctor Mr. Mr. Plungepool, Pl- Plungepool boy, Mr. Plungepool, Mr. Plungepool, he he That's put Dr. out Plungepool probably. Dr. Plungepool. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, cadet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you on Friday. Thank you. This cunt would have got Get the more fucking into the podcast. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> this cunt would have got the going ahead stuffed and mounted over yeah. his fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> the it, worst. It, it, like the, the, his reaction was like he he released a. 2500 word like essay about it like you know no, no, the, the about boys letter. will be boys yeah like it's pretty much he starts off by basically saying like he condemns the act and it's ho- uh, horrible but then but, but, but <laughs> yeah. everything is about so it's, it's like always a but. condemn the act spent the majority of the letter calling out the media for virtue signaling oh my god so dude. he says it's a horrible act of cruelty but schools should be places where students can take risks whoa that's not the angle <laughs> that yeah is, that's, that's strange i was one. gonna let it almost slide with uh yeah but like you know kids do some messed up things all the time we're always in the light no not not that. Let them take a risk. <laughs> Sometimes, a- you know what I mean. When you're in the in the heat of the moment, you're like, "Should I kill this lizard?" And it's like, <laughs> we don't want to stifle children's um, creativity. So then it's. I won't read out, but it is. 
unhinged. It is honestly yeah. unhinged because it's like when things go wrong, such as scavenger hunts or online chat rooms or alleged animal cruelty, he keeps saying uh, alleged, alleged as well. The fucking <laughs> animal's dead. It just like died of natural causes with his head hanging off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There'll be like a full-blown video and he's like, I don't know, you can't yeah. tell it's us. And yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. a king's logo <laughs> a on Very the clear yeah. fucking outfit. Yeah. The ta- so uh, when all these things are happening, scavenger, so he's talking about the chat room stuff as well. Um, the tabloids and virtuous trolls whip up a frenzy of public shaming and virtue signaling and blaming schools and students <laughs> for causing these oh kind man, of problems. Is this guy oh like a fucking yeah. Fox News I anchor? Heard, yeah, like, I, heard the, I heard the words woke mind virus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the word culture is in there a lot. But he, uh, it's like, and then this is the wildest part of this fucking letter. I won't go in full detail. Well, I mean, just to give you an idea, he has a like bibliography <laughs> of like oh, further reading. On, further reading. For, this is a PR this is like his annual letter to the that that just this is literally his response for the like the killing of this lizard and he's got all this stuff about it's like the killing of an elephant by george orwell like which is all (laughs) every elephant that every animal's ever been killed but then he's got this part about he's like for some reason he starts going on how our schools have no responsibility for anything it's like we have seen this particularly with single-sex boys schools being blamed for causing toxic masculinity. However, this view that blames schools for producing bad students is grounded in very old-fashioned and misleading ideas from the 17th century. And he basically argues that schools are not responsible for creating bad behavior right. and he also he says but, that well, are they not responsible to help them become like it doesn't cop any of that it, there's literally like there's a society uh it, basically kids are bad from age two and then they're <laughs> bad right and yeah, it's yeah. not school's fault that's the first thing he said yeah it's the parents it's fault. the pa- literally yeah, that is and yeah. then he starts going on about how there's no doubt that society expects more from independent schools um at, given the level of the school fees um at schools like kings the higher expectations um relate most to matters of character wisdom integrity moral fiber while some may expect higher academic results this is more to do with the student's iq than the school so he's also saying that our kids are dumb and that's not our fault either it's like a complete it's it's notoriously like well performing school for a non-selective school like he's sort of basically saying a school has no real impact on a kid's behavior or iq that is such bullshit it's so ridiculous it kind of goes against the whole like 30 grand a year then why would you send them there yeah, at all yeah. if Dude, it does school sucks if, if it, it does nothing, like a fourth yeah. paragraph and like and don't get me started about this lizard cunt right? uh, he was and a he was a wife beater i heard alcoholic. the lizard was flipping them off yeah. <laughs> however while academic achievement has more to do with the child's genetics character formation has more to do with the community in which the child grows so he's not even claiming like the while the classroom so is the school not the part of the community when you're there yeah. five days a week yeah. eight day eight yeah. hours while the Come classroom on. environment might be suitable and effective at teaching knowledge and skills character this formation depends more on experiences outside the classroom especially and and then he, he just in the goes, environment of the school you this begs the, he goes on a bit this begs the question why are tabloids and virtuous trolls so keen and excited to shame independent schools especially those deemed elite why is yeah. it some people want to delight in the failure of others especially uh, the uh, elite or successful is it due to what some australians call tall poppy syndrome uh, i've you know what i've heard from a lot of teachers that i spoke to like back uh, a couple a few years ago when i spoke to like my drama teacher that everyone hates these cunts yeah like, oh really that the teachers have a bit of uh 
a bit of beef with him, a and, few teachers. And then it's like, and then it sort of wraps up. And he's like, in the, it's very rare to read a story written about the King's School that doesn't include some reference to our level of fees. Again, this is about killing a lizard. This, yeah. So this brings to mind one of the parables in jo- Luke's gospel, which concludes to those <laughs> who have been given much, much more will be expected. So he's basically saying we cop a lot of flack uh, because we're privileged, but it's also he's also just diverting all attention. With and high fees comes high responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is the weirdest fucking way to end. He literally ends the letter, R.I.P. Varanus Varius, which is the Latin word for a goanna. <laughs> R.I.P. the lizard. <laughs> and in, in Latin. Yeah, yeah. It's like P.R. New South Wales Police. They are I'll bring one light note to, to bring it over to yours so that it's not all bad about the cadet camp. There was a re- there's a really funny thing. So you're not allowed to bring, obviously you're not allowed to bring smokes and drugs and all that, right? But everyone, that's what everyone wants to bring. And so my mate one year taped cigarette packets to his arms and shit like he was going into prison. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got him on the back of my knees. Like, Feeling a bit stiff right now. They, they do bag checks, but they're not going to pat you down. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh, and wow. then you come to you come to cadet camp with a pack of cigarettes and you are balling. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. ask for anything. It does yeah. sound a bit like juvie prison or something. It's crazy. Like the amount of it's like a fun a fun thing to do when you don't have anything to do at cadet camp is to go around to some of the younger years and cut all their tents down. <laughs> it's so dumb punch him in the chest and be like, "Here it comes." There's no teachers around. You don't. You just let oh, loose. Oh my god! I don't know if this applies. To like, but like, we used to do school camps as well. One of the things that, like, I guess with like the shitty tents that our school brought, like, if you like went around and like rubbed the outside of them, mm. like vigorously, rain would. They'd suddenly like unwaterproof, so people would go oh. and like fuck up the like. Oh, that, so like that's when it would horrible. rain, they'd basically flood while people were sleeping. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's worse or if you wait because we would have what's called hoochies, which is basically just a piece of tarp that you would connect to another person's tarp and it would make a, yep. a cover. Uh, but you'd wake up, someone's cut it, and you're like, <laughs> in the, in the, with the plastic over your face. I don't know what are you learning, <laughs> by the way, out there. You just, I think you're just learning how to survive in a scenario. Like you just, it's just literally throwing. You go on track. You go abseiling. You do stuff that you don't so, care. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's Lord of the Flies. Like, it it like does. I said earlier, really quickly become Lord of the Flies. Jeez. Well, there's another because yeah, I guess that school, just even the building and stuff, is historical. And you Heaps said of, yeah. that you had a heritage house, sandstone. Yeah, Gallon Bray. Um, this is this one's it, the sort the name caught my eye because it's called the Parramatta Female Factory. Oh, oh I don't oh, know. Yes. Sounds fucking turn it on. <laughs> pump them out. <laughs> All boys at the school, but we're making women in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but this place, so female factories, they were called, and it was only in the <laughs> colonies. Bad. Um, and they're they're effectively like um, a a mix between a British bridewell, a prison, and a workhouse. And so, I, a bri- <laughs> it's a labor camp. It's a concentration it camp. It is, and yeah, a bridewell was like a you know a reform school for petty criminals, basically. So all the female convicts were just smashed into this effectively jail. Um, you know, then you have to do fucking probably yeah, like elocution yeah. classes, and then you got to build like make fucking hats. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So put them to work, exactly. and Get them learning how to be a, a good woman who knows mm, the place. Exactly, yeah, yeah. terrible. Um, but one of the the oldest one, in, well, the oldest surviving one in Australia is in North Parramatta. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, and awesome. it's, it was built, I think, <laughs> what was it, eighteen twenty one or eighteen eighteen? Um, and it's just like 
it, it's, yeah, it would just be such a grim fucking environment. They send all these people there. Um, but one thing I loved was that apparently, so I was reading so in like the 1800s, as you might imagine, they're just fucking riots breaking out all the time because <laughs> there's like poor convicts. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's like massive like class differences. Parramatta was like their food basket. They like, mm. they went further in. They, they, they went to Parramatta because it was a bit, it was the first part that they were like, oh, we could farm here. This is right. good. Yeah. Um, right. So it used to just be all farms and stuff, mm. and they would they gave um, it was like a con a convict that they gave the land to um, to uh, to start like milling it and working it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, well, this joint like just an absolute. So apparently there were um, over two hundred women in, and children, by the way, in a place that could house thirty. <sighs> so the overcrowding is fucked. Well, thirty people, you know, yeah, 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 when yeah. they're women, we can <laughs> shove them in. Um, so no, over 9,000 names have been recorded as passing through the factories. 9,000. Uh, and is this in Parramatta? Like, or is, where about, or like, or did you, do you have a map or where this would be? North, I would love to North know Parana. where it is. It's still there. Right now, it's like a heritage listed. Um, it's like a, I guess, like a- McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I think it's- a famous <laughs> heritage list at McDonald's. <laughs> no, no, like in the you know, on George Street, they have McDonald's yeah. that like are in sandstone buildings. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess it's just a museum or a tourist attraction. Oh um, yeah, what a great tourist attraction. <laughs> but yeah, like I was saying, so all these like um, tensions in the city and stuff, and I was reading in just another thing um, that- what they, were, what they were using these um, female factories for, and the Parramatta one especially. Um, so this mass unemployment uh-huh. with the sort of, you know, the free folk. Uh, there's still convicts, and there's yeah. just all this fucking tension. And it's like... Probably a lot of um, Indigenous Australians around too that they're like worried oh, about. Yeah. They're just, yeah, fucking... There's <laughs> exactly. a genocide happening at the same yeah, fucking yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Um, they don't even write about that. You know, This I mean? is like yeah, within, within Sydney itself, um, and there was... Basically, the governor had to um, make a promise because the governor was making money by using the female factory in Parramatta as like to a build a plunge pool. That's right. When you're done with the sauna, get <laughs> working on the plunge pool, ladies. He would get the private rich citizens who wanted like cl- their clothes washed and stuff, and he would be like, "Oh, just I got, I got a spot," and he'd oh, just like God. make money, send it out there, get them oh, to do it, that's and all these people with no jobs, like. We could fucking this do this. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, 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 exactly. Like that. Wardens, and then, um, so by eighteen forty-two, um, it accommodated twelve hundred women as well as children. So it's, it's still it's only fitting bigger, yeah, yeah. Still <laughs> four bathrooms or whatever. Um, wow. And with the end, when they stopped transporting convicts to the colony um, in eighteen forty-eight, it was reassigned as a convict, lunatic, and invalid. Oh, okay. Asylum. I think I know where this is. No. Okay, because that I think this might be. I, and I don't, and if someone knows this, don't come at me. Uh, it might be around Parramatta Park because I know that my dad, when we'd go for walks on, around Parramatta Park, he'd always be like, that's the lunatic place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then right. I, I, I think around be. there. Yeah. And they call it, now it's called the Parramatta Female Factory and Institutions Precinct. So it's obviously like a big area that you can just go walk through. It'd be like, you know, we talked about Callan House with um, Ruby. Like it would be yeah. like that. Just mm-hmm. the, you'd walk through the park, look at the old buildings and yes. all abandoned and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. The few ghost tours and stuff you oh, can take around Parramatta. Yeah. yeah. Because they're heritage, but they're like, they're not, not, not going to knock it down, but they're also like, it's hard to like uh, convert them into apartments. <laughs> yeah. if you know what I mean? Like, I don't so, think people will be yeah. buying into them. So when you, um, when you start in year seven at Kings, you got to, if you're a boarder, you've got to sleep at what's called Gallen Bray, which is the old, Oldest kind of building on the on the property. It was the house 
of the guy who like owned the property yeah. who sold it to the school. I think I've been there. Heaps of ghost stories. Heaps and of you like- You have to, they just say- the If you're boarding, you go into year seven have, they don't go into the other boarding houses until year eight. Yeah. So they go into the ghost one first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is just fucked. <laughs> this is like an experiment on how to like, should we just fuck kids up and yeah. see what happens? Yeah. Charge their parents a lot of money to torture them and fuck them up in the most psychological way. And then what comes out, comes out. Well, they, look, they've got great facilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> Who's the most famous person that came out of Kings? Uh, there's a lot of rugby players and rowers and things and stuff. Okay. Like, I, I, not that I would even know the, their names, but... So sporty. Sporting. Any very famous very thespians apart from yourself? Um, well, yeah, you know, Barry Walsh is a big name coming out of there. <laughs> um, no. Post the block one. Probably, I don't know about um, big names uh, for thespians or anything, but it definitely heaps of sports stars. I do know that um, at the sister school. Oh, yeah, Tara. Tara. Um, uh, Rebel Wilson went Rebel there. Rebel Wilson went oh. there. My sister, around my sister's year. Yeah. Um, and She's got a, a, do you know about, she's got the craziest, like, Backstory. I, I remember that she was like, apparently was lying about her age or something. Yeah, and I then didn't she sued. see any of that, but there was something <laughs> about that. Oh, she was. I think she wasn't tell. She wasn't like uh, she sued New York. Yeah, idea. yeah, yeah. But I, I think they found that she wasn't lying, or maybe she did. But who cares? I think or something like that. Um, but her parents were professional dog handlers, like dog show judges, and that's a sick yeah, job, cool. which is like <laughs> such a weird thing. And then she, they had. Um, She's got like all these weird brother and sister names. It's like she's rebel, obviously, mm. and then it's like there's like uh, riot and like fuck. I didn't write them down. I'm trying so hard to think what the anarchy, opposite of rebel is. Conform. <laughs> anarchy, anarchy. There's an anarchy. Wills. There's all oh, the, really? the parents oh, just named so them all. So it's all like you know, fuck. rebel anti-establishment. Anarchy, Wilson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, I used to work with this sweet old uh, Polish lady. And her name was pronounced Anarchy. And it was just always that made me laugh so much because she's just like tiny and frail. <laughs> she's like watching the dishes, but her name's fucking Anarchy. Well, yeah, wait until you see her on a burning car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's got the Anarchy A Follow me, Anarchy. Her That's her signature. <laughs> yeah. The Rebel got a 99.3, like, ATAR. Like, wow. She's a genius. Um, second place in the state in food Jeez. technology. Which is like, I feel like, I don't know how you're getting one. How are you getting 99.3? You're doing food tech. Yeah. I don't know, that's wild. <laughs> that's what she just did really yeah. well. <laughs> Making like, you know, hatted chef yeah, meals. Yeah, it must be. You'd hate to be the, you'd hate to be second because you're looking at first places, like whatever they put forward for food. You know, I, that's a better dish than mine. Yeah, I know. What are you talking about? Let me come taste on. that. <laughs> My mate's bag bowl, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing this fucking school, they've probably got the exact like master chef set up. Yeah, like, of course, like, yeah. My fucking public school is like microwave and a fucking <laughs> toaster. And they've got a whole Yeah, we'll make a two minute noodle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We did used to shit on Tara a little. We Because like Kings has a big, uh, like a lot of property and a lot of like facilities. And then you'd go over to Tara to like be in there musical and you'd be like oh, oh only one science uh, lab no. <laughs> what is this the female factory oh, okay. <laughs> but the appliances on smeg <laughs> um what do you want one pool yeah yeah exactly <laughs> the headmistress has got how like a bath how are you supposed to plunge <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh apparently jamie um, you walk in where does one plunge yeah. uh well she uh and then she got a um then she started acting and stuff, da da da, and she got a, a role in Fat Pizza, mm. and she was working at Castle Hill. You, you, you go Castle Hill, yeah, yeah, yeah. Castle Hill movies. Um, oh, she was at working cinema. at the cinema, cinema at Castle Towers. She was cool. working oh, at Castle the first cinema. kiss at that cinema. Oh, we'll get into that. Uh, but then she quit after patrons kept recognising her as uh, Tula from Fat Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been around when I was still living there. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I That's a composite sketch of the guy. It looks uh, <laughs> 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 um, 
She also claimed. I like, kept asking her if I could have a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just Can I bring this pizza in? How fat is that pizza? Um, <laughs> she, uh, she, according, I think she has a little bit of. Uh, she spins a few yarns because she says that according to her grandmother, her great aunt was Lillian Disney, who was married to Walt Disney, and like people what? have like said that's not true. Like they've tried to look up the ancestry, but she's claiming it. You're right. Um, and uh, she basically um, it's a good claim. She went. She planned <laughs> to be a claim. Like, yeah. You're gonna lie. Go big. You know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So she um she went to uh she tried to be a lawyer. She dropped out being an actor, and then she was she then went and she was an ambassador for Rotary International. She was based in South Africa for a year. She contracted malaria, and then she got malaria induced hallucinations and saw herself as an actress who won the Oscar, convincing Whoa. her to pursue an acting career. Whoa, that's, that's like cool. Wild. That's a, I mean, most of the time when I have a fever dream like that, I don't start making big moves. Barry <laughs> <laughs> just imagines himself on the pod for real, and he's like. Well, <laughs> Uh, one, one day, day. a real episode of Community <laughs> Notice Board. Alex is there. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck! So there, that so she went to the uh, yeah, and so was that that was the actual sister school, right? Where you yeah. guys would do dances, and is that how it works? Yeah, yeah. So it would be it was they were our main sister school because they're right next to us. Um, which which is still really far away. You couldn't walk there at lunch, like. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would go to a couple of different uh, sister schools that. They'd be like, oh, play the field. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah a girls. Every year you'd get taken to a kind of a different school to do these like really lame dances, not like discos, like line dances. Mm, um, yeah. And you'd be like, hi, what's your name? Oh, my name's Barry. Oh, bye. Lovely along. to meet you. Yeah, so yeah, speed yeah. dating. Yeah, speed dating. And then it, like, I think I made one friend group from it and um, like really tried to go for like the most beautiful girl that was there and just failed me. I was a terrible looking kid. <laughs> I, was, I was fat where you didn't want any fat. I was, tall, I was short. I was just the biggest loser. Shot, mate. You know, the only thing I could talk about was like World of Warcraft and I'd be like, oh no, you into it. It's a good game. <laughs> this will sh- get him. You should have told him that you were the heir to the little doer fortune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the little doer fortune. Is, uh, yeah. I suppose we should, yeah. I mean, because we... It did briefly come up on our previous episode, but yeah, your old man and I guess his old man, your yeah. granddad, st- your granddad started the business? Granddad dad? started the business. Uh, dad has it at the moment. It's a flooring company uh, and it was started by my pop. Uh, God, I wouldn't know when, mm. but f- at one point in time, it was the second biggest distributor of carpet in the, in like the state. Yeah. Right. Um, just under Harvey Norman. And, and so it got famous from this, the ads. Well, so, yeah. Right? The ads were famous. So, um, I'll play one. I think I'm connected, so we'll see if it actually comes through. Yeah. Um, My pop was uh, allegedly one of the first blokes in Australia to promote his business as himself on television. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Carpet. We have all your flooring needs. Oh, son, tell them the price. Hey, carpet, timber, vinyl floors. Son, tell them the price. Just phone. 13, 13, 78. You will say. Tell them the price. <laughs> so that's um, that's the ad. It was all over TV in what the nineties or something. Like yeah, nineties, uh, early thousands, um, and then yeah, you're at school at the time. Yeah, teachers and, would call me, and uh, they're all diff- they're different ads as well. But it's always yeah, telling. Yeah. The they're price. on the Footy Show too. Well, that's like what they, I was going to yeah. look up now. So Fatty and um, Sterlo and Sterlo like uh, pretended to be them, and my dad kind of runs him over as my pop. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Your, your, your dad's in it, but here's so my dad has a big chip. I think I've mentioned this last time. He's always got a big, big chip on his shoulder. He's like, I do. Everything in one take. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pro. <laughs> when you tell him you want to become an actor, he's like, well, can you get better than one take? <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, you get that from me. So here's the footage show anti-ad version. We can mm-hmm. chuck the video up on our Insta. Um, yeah, look it up. It's fun. It's uh, 
Jack Wright hates this. Son, some people just love our warehouse. Look at our huge range tag. Oh, tell them about the cashback offer. Nylons, full, final. All the best prices. The cashback, son. The cashback. This is primetime TV. Spend a thousand. That's four hundred back. Spend three thousand. That's six hundred back. Spend twelve thousand. Oh, yeah, right. Have a Away, son. There's no better lay in town. Ah, oh, take her away, son. Mm -hmm. I'll give him the best lay in town. <laughs> <laughs> one take. One take. One take. Call him one take. Well, so that warehouse yeah. is the. That's the like that little warehouse is. I kind of grew up roaming that place, skateboarding around it and scootering yeah. while they'd be like showing people around. Yeah. Uh, I famously told one of my dad's employees to get back to work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, son of the boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a real big son of the boss vibe. Oh, yes, sir, Mr. So Walsh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, back to work, I'll tell my father. <laughs> oh. it? You never did a shift there, did any uh, I did lay floors for a little bit. Oh. Uh, and you were in months. an ad, when I was in an ad. I was in a radio ad with uh, Pop and Dad before Pop passed, unfortunately. And then... Yeah, did the three generation sort of oh, thing. Yeah, oh, that's wow. cute. And then one day I was got bit too. So the floor layers uh, that we had were all rough as guts. Like especially with the ones my pop high. Kings educated generally. <laughs> made, like bikey level guys. Yeah. Like, uh, one of the one of our layers used to drive up to uh, uh, what are they called uh, measures on his bike with a shotgun in the back. Like, <laughs> right. And like, so one time I, I got too lippy with one of the with one of the floor layers and who I would later work with, um, great guy, but he and his son uh, taped me to a pole. <laughs> <laughs> he also, a few, like a decade earlier, had thrown my dad in a bin. I love how we had to get his son involved to make it not, like how old were you when that happened? Oh, when, oh, when, when I, I got taped, uh, I would have been like 10 or younger. Yeah, you know? so he can't do that himself. He needs to get the sun in. It was a joking sort of thing. Yeah. He was having fun. He's a nice guy. That's so funny. That's so good. Um, but yeah, we would have people come up to my dad at, like in Thailand or something if we were on a trip and he, like a big kerfuffle would start at the pool bar and we're thinking he's about to get in a fight and it turns out everyone's just recognised he's the little doer <laughs> and everyone's starting to come around wanting to shake his hand and say hello. Oh, <laughs> man. Like oh, a mini, yeah, mini celebrity dad. It, yeah, it felt like Especially around the areas that knew him, I felt like I had like a local hero kind of dad. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Every teacher knew him. Everyone was so stoked to hear that that was my dad. Like, really? No, no bullying or anything from. No, him? no. That's and like, great. and like, like my dad had turn up in the van with his face all over it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there was a guy. I drove that van for a while. There was a guy in my school whose dad would dress. You know, um, I don't know. It's a Newcastle thing, but we'd have like mascot. It'd be like a Disneyland, right? But it'd just be at the shopping center. There'd be like a a guy who. Is like it's a, the bunny. This is an adult, like guy in a bunny suit, and you're at the local like Westfield. Yeah, and he would be like the. It's like oh, it's like Roger the bunny, and and it was some guy at our school's dad. Don't compare got, my dad to yeah, Roger the yeah. bunny. No, no, but I was like, we used to like uh, uh, he used to cop so much shit because yeah. his dad was in a bunny suit. Down you know what Westfield. I got more shit for for growing up? It was not that my dad was the doer. I used to get this from teachers. They'd call me. I'll get back to you, Barry. Do you remember the Yogo Gorilla ad? 
and it was the lizard on the phone. He's oh, like, yeah, Barry, yeah, Barry, yeah. I'll get back to you, Barry. Yeah. Everyone had called me, I'll get back to you, Barry. And I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd ask it, I'd be like, have my hand up. And he'd go, I'll get back to you, Barry. Teachers? Yeah, teachers. Funny enough, the teacher that said it the most was the guy who got put in, got those photos. Oh, bless I'll get back to you, bitch. That's how you got back in him as playing a <laughs> couple of my own in there. <laughs> I wanna. Do you have something else, Drew? That you you said you had a couple of reviews, but you I got yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. I well, got a couple. One of reviews. the other things. This guy, not from North Parramatta, but it, like famous because of an institution in North Parramatta, not the Women's Factory, but Parramatta Jail was in oh, yeah. North Parramatta for ages. And one of the residents was a bloke named Darcy Dugan. Have you guys heard of this guy? Mm, so, I know Darcy Dugan. Dugan is a pretty cool. So Darcy name. Dugan. Yeah, is uh well like especially famous in the 60s and 70s because he was like Australia's preeminent jail escape artist like he escaped prison it's a like number Harry of Houdini. times yeah that's, <laughs> put me back uh, this time I'll do it with one hand <laughs> it's interesting you mention that because Harry Houdini does come up later in the oh, Darcy oh, Dugan yeah, story cool. I love so Harry there's Houdini. an article by a guy named Nathan Jolly from the Daily Telegraph so it starts with the finest escape that Darcy Dugan ever pulled was when he cut a hole the size of a basketball into the roof of a moving tram climbed out the top and stole off somewhere near Sydney's Centennial Park so he's on a tram Damn. gets a knife cuts a hole cut that's like a Launch cartoon, out. like a saw. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. All of this stuff happens in a time when no one had done it before. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. You're just it's another wily coyote thing. You put a black spot on something. <laughs> and then you At the time, career criminal Dugan and a fellow escapee were in a group of 30 prisoners being transported from Long Bay Jail to a police station in Darlinghurst. Dugan serrated the blade, blade of a knife stolen from a prison kitchen so that it resembled a hacksaw. And after one of the other prisoners caused a distraction, he cut a hole in the roof, squeezed his wiry frame through, and made a break for it. The pair was spotted less than 100 meters from the tram, sprinting towards the park, and managed to ar- evade arrest for 36 hours. Apparently, I love the second guy there doesn't get a name shout out. No. Yeah, fam- not- no. So apparently 200 policemen go searching for him everywhere Jesus. and then they find them eventually uh, dehydrated and starving somewhere. But they were that before they went missing. <laughs> yeah. This was... Uh, Why? In, Sorry, this got was, out of the hole. Like, yeah. was fucking... <laughs> this was in 1946. This was Dugan's second escape from prison. Um, but he didn't uh, escape. They got him. Yeah, but yeah. he... I mean, it's 36 hours. A lot of these... Yeah, that's st- what you hear. A lot of these escape artists are like, yeah, I'm the best escape artist. <laughs> I was out for three and a half hours. Yeah. Well, you don't get to escape eight times if you... Don't get caught again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes like, you love the game, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're kind of yeah. hoping you get caught. You escape, the guy who escaped once and never is caught. Like, like, like the dude, remember in COVID and he like eventually ran out of options? He, just, he escaped from jail in like the fucking 80s uh, and he was just yeah. working as a laborer in like North <laughs> City and then something happened with COVID. Well, COVID, like, it was like, uh, I don't ga- have he, work. He gave, and gave he himself back in. Oh, I did hear this, yeah. yeah. They, they eventually, um, he was going to be evicted because he was... Um, uh, or maybe go. Yeah, I think he was going to be evicted because he wasn't a citizen or something like yeah. that. And so, but then the council like dropped Can't all charges because it was like a weed charge in the seventies yeah, right. or yeah. something like. And I think I'm pretty sure that they just said, oh, "All right, fucking yeah, all good." <laughs> this guy, his first escape, which I think might even be better, he was in the back of a panel van going from Burwa Court uh, when he got a kitchen knife. He basically ground it into a I gotta screw- stop letting this guy in yeah. the kitchen yeah. <laughs> yeah, he ground it nah, into you promise a- not to use this no <laughs> I have to yeah. escape he turned it into a screwdriver that's cool 
And then mm. unfasten the wire mesh cave in, like cage in the van, removed a ventilator from the roof, and climbed up through the roof yeah. again. Sick. And then basically he ducked into the nearest pub and blended in with the crowd. Oh, so awesome. he had a couple of schools. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they found him in Annandale and recaptured him. Then he got him. in a bar fight. Yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, years earlier, he'd been convicted of stealing, and he said when he was being convicted, he said, no jail will ever hold me. Oh, that and was a classic line. Yeah, and it was true. So uh, he was famous for escaping prison, but like his crimes weren't that interesting. He was just kind of like a hold-up man, like yeah. a guy who did stick-ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he fucking racked up a ton of charges before he was like 21. No, yeah, by 21, he had been in prison five times, five Jesus separate prisons, Christ. pled guilty to 96 separate cases of break oh. and enter. He'd become an expert at picking locks and safe blowing. And he'd say, I hardly ever encountered a locking advice. I would not, uh, a locking device I would not beat. At 22, he went into the army and was sent to Cairo for training. Within three weeks, he escaped the uh, army. <laughs> the army. Uh, and he was dishonorably discharged. Then he spent a few years around Sydney's eastern suburbs being a lock picker. And that was when he was robbing houses. And he spent the days teaching ballroom dancing in <laughs> He won money in competitive ballroom dancing <laughs> competitions. Um, so, you know. I don't know how those skills interlock, yeah. but I'm sure they do Real somewhere. Real sliding doors <laughs> moment. Yeah. Prison escape artist, competitive ballroom dancer. You must mm. dance the lock out of its place. Yeah. <laughs> Shimmy that lock. So he was real um, elegant and must be just nimble, yeah. I guess. You know? So after the... F- Tram escape that I mentioned up top. He got sent to three and a half years in Bathurst jail, uh, but he didn't make any escape t- attempts there. He basically kept his head down, tried to keep out of trouble, and then that's what he said. He yeah. just didn't get out. Yeah. Well, I'm not even. I haven't even <laughs> trying actually. <laughs> no, that that hole in the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That Can was I have a knife though? Actually, yeah. Is there any chance I get a knife? I don't even want to leave. So he was released from Bathurst. He was 29. He changed his name by deep poll to Darcy Clare. He bought a truck and moved in with his dad in Ultimo. And so he tried to go straight. He took a role at a butter factory. Dream job. (laughs) Uh, Basically, a few weeks later, he was fired because people found out about his criminal record. And so then he went back into the life and he made his way back into prison after an armed robbery. And he was put in Long Bay. But within half an hour of being in Long Bay, he'd picked the lock, removed a section of the roof and scaled two walls and caught a tram back into the city. Uh, They were recaptured after a couple of... You know when you get that itch to do comedy again? I'll just do an open mic maybe. (laughs) So um, there's there's way more interesting stuff as well. Uh, Oh, yeah, this is a good one. In December 1949, um, basically his uh, accomplice accomplice was uh, supposed to appear at the Central Court of Petty Sessions over an element regarding an armed robbery, and Dugan asked Mears to subpoena him as a defense witness, which meant that basically because he was subpoenaed, he was transported from jail to a police station. Mm. And rather than use... No police station can hold this guy. Exactly. Mm. Rather than use the transit as an attempt to escape, Dugan waited until they were in the relative minimum security of the central court. While Mears was appearing in court, Dugan was hacking away at the (laughs) upper bars of his cell. During a recess for lunch, Mears was placed back in the cell. The pair pair pushed through the already hacked bar, again climbed through the roof, smashed a window, and slid down a 10-metre pipe to safety. The roof was occupied by workmen who assumed Dugan and Mears were fellow workmen, so they just let him go. At 2 p- have different uniforms. Yeah. At 2 p.m. <laughs> That's got a ball and chain around his <laughs> At 2 p.m., an embarrassed police prosecutor co- told the court, 
With regard to the matter in the process of hearing, the defendant has escaped from the cell in which he was lodged <laughs> at about 1.30pm. And they also, apparently, when they escaped, they uh, scrawled a cheeky note into the wall. So they carved, gone to Gowings, which was a <laughs> popular ad slogan for Gowings at the time. <laughs> yeah. but That's also, a good bit. true to their word, the police found them at Gowings, <laughs> where they were just mingling with the other shoppers. Um, uh, so, they'll never find me. <laughs> yeah. So basically, he he gets done again. He uh, uh, There was a bank robbery in Ultimo where um, Mears, his accomplice, shot and injured a bank teller, and then they were captured. And while in lockup, Dugan deployed his MacGyver-like skills to amazing effect, using wet bread to make an impression of a handcuff lock, crafting a matching key from his belt buckle, and during a court appearance, successfully using this to rid himself of the handcuffs, shake free and make a dash for freedom. So bread and a belt. This That's how he driver. escaped. This is why. So he's yeah. using the bread to yeah. get the imprint of the lock, is it? And I then thought like, you were, yeah. I thought you were going to say he used wet bread to make a really bad sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, brother. To give him the fuel. To <laughs> so through the roof. Yeah. The wet bread escape attempt, he was off and running, but he got caught like on the dash and he went back this to prison. This guy's good at escaping and yeah. bad at, yeah. Yeah. Bad at evading. Yeah. <laughs> they were given the death sentence for yeah, escape this cunt. <laughs> but... <laughs> Because um, Labor won the state election in 1950, they their sentence was commuted to life imprisonment, so it gets bloody, downgraded. Bloody soft on crime, Labor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but basically then he gets sent to Grafton Jail, which was known as like Australia's most uh, violent jail. Dugan got the sheer kicked out of him there a bunch of times, and he failed. Just wouldn't stop ballroom yeah, dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first day of prison, you've got to go up to the biggest guy in ballroom dance yeah. with him. To intimidate all the others. This one just relegated to one sentence. He tried to escape twice and failed. Um, but but uh, he claimed he didn't. Right. <laughs> He's yeah. there going, I never tried. But um, eventually the Attorney General recommended his release and in 1967 uh, Dugan left the jail. He stole his story immediately to Daily Telegraph and used the money from that to buy a house in Roselle. And then he straightened out and he worked at a chapel and um, he... Was a ballroom dancer again for a oh, little bit. Oh, he took nice. a role in a prison play, and it was staged at the Anzac Auditorium. And a review in the Australian pro- proclaimed it should be a sellout. C E L L. Oh, very clever. Yeah. All right. Okay. And so we got a good writer on the yeah, team. Yeah. <laughs> Dugan then became like a public speaker as well. Um, but it said none of this work was enough to lure him from crime. He was sentenced again for a jewellery store <laughs> robbery hell, and served uh, 11 years before being released. Uh, it was the longest sent he served, yet there is no evidence he attempted to use any of his Houdini skills in prison. And the Houdini thing comes up because apparently, like, in his later years, like, he studied Houdini yeah, yeah. and learned, like, how to, like, cut bits out of your cheek to put, like, Oh. Keys in it oh, and stuff yuck. like that, and all the Houdini esque things. All I need is the the cell guard to give me the keys to put in my cheek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, he uh, died in a halfway house in Glebe, but he uh, didn't slow down. He served another four years stretch. Uh, he pulled a robbery what, in after he died. <laughs> <laughs> at sixty, his body's still escaping and falls out of the tram in, ta- in transit. <laughs> and he became a painter. And then, uh, yeah, he, he eventually was released, and he by that point he's sixty five, sixty six. He's slowly getting dementia, and he uh, he died. But, Damn! Uh, I apart like, from I that, like this dude, a ballroom dancing guy who uses wet bread to escape from mm, prison. That's pretty that's fucking cool. cool. That's a biopic. I got an affinity. Yeah, I was thinking that as well because I um 
Yeah, this dude, I love this guy because I was obsessed with Houdini when I was a kid. I used to fucking that doesn't surprise go me. to the library and get these little books of Houdini's life and just read oh, them. Yeah. I was obsessed with the guy. They were rock stars back then. Oh, like magicians man. and stuff at that time were the best. biggest. Because everyone thought they were, it was real magic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone was so stupid. They're like, this guy's like an X-Man or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's what people thought. Um, of course. I guess we'll bring us home with... Um, just a couple of reviews because yeah. classic com not trope is the um the old kebab store like which is the best where's the best oh, kebab in God, sydney and yeah. shit mm-hmm. so this is a bunch of reviews for a place called jimmy's kebabs I don't know if you oh i know jimmy's there. kebabs yeah? Yeah, yeah 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 on the corner yes jimmy's kebabs yeah so it's right yeah between i think it's called the Tollbooth hotel or something yeah. like that and then there's it's like on the side brewing it's like on the side of the road as you drive through north Parramatta, like uh towards Parramatta. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and from what i could glean from a lot of these reviews is that apparently at one time the food was quite good. Yeah, yeah. But it used to be the place to go for a late night. Review, but it's not as good as it used to. Be. Yeah, 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 yeah. But apparently now it's um, <coughs> it's absolute trash. My sister would have a few stories about that place because she's ten years older than me, so mm-hmm. she would have gone to it like on after night out, um, in its prime, like when it was like it really was the hot really spot, good. Was it? And it was, it was like people would be making Lines. crazy U-turns across the like road, clearly driving home drunk and like slamming into Jimmy's <laughs> to grab a <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, these, I've just got a couple of reviews, but I was, I was going through them and then a weird little quirk of Jimmy's, um, recently kind of <laughs> p- appeared in a few and I was like, this is a, a little odd. Um, so these are just some bad ones. So one star from D Howarth, um, only gave one star because I have no other option. As someone else said, we'll never go back. Haven't been for over a year. No car t- until now. I decided to go after picking my daughter up from work. So her sister and I went to grab the kebabs for us three girls and her husband. The four kebabs were disgusting, very oily outside, and bottom was very soggy. Only sorry, has she had a kebab before? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you described the kebab. A shaved meat off a spinning <laughs> stick. <laughs> it was oily, the bottom fell through. That's every kebab I have. That's yeah. right. Um, we all only ate around half each, and the three men were very rude and were obviously talking about us and laughing at us. Um, well, that's, I mean, you're putting words into their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and so much garlic sauce, which I didn't ask for. This lady... This is one sentence. That's an way. integral part of a kebab. Yeah, you I, idiot. I think she's. And let <coughs> she me say, let me guess. She's buying this at three p.m. too, and not one a.m. when you're supposed mm-hmm. to eat a kebab. Yeah, yeah, she's buying it after work. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So this is one sentence with con- <laughs> this lady's insane. <laughs> I, I, I can kind of see why there was. How much of it is in caps? Is uh, it? <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no caps at all. I don't think she knows um how to you know yeah, use probably punctuation. <laughs> um. So they're laughing at us. Um, she goes, only, uh, they only put garlic on there to obviously um, cover up the rotten meat. <laughs> <laughs> and here's where she goes, uh, this is, she ends with the strangest insult. She goes, oh, so I, I guess when the husband or sons go, they get good food, but it's only, um, you only get good food based on how you look, I guess. Grow up. I bet your mothers aren't thin. Whoa. <laughs> Real twist on the old Christ, mom yeah. joke. Oh, she's also, got some issues she's working through. Yeah. I love that that she has an idea that when men come around, he's like, oh shit, better get the good meat. Yeah, 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 the yeah, the yeah. single log of <laughs> indescribable meat that is a kebab F- shop. Flies and yeah. stink yeah. lines <laughs> coming off it. <laughs> Fuck. Um, this bloke just cracked me up because he's just he goes, definitely in the top ten worst kebabs I've ever had. <laughs> worst kebabs in Sydney for the past ten years since new management. Show some respect to your customers and to your business. Worst quality ingredients. <laughs> Better off getting a 7-Eleven sandwich. <clears throat> Honest truth. And the snack packs are like home brand lasagna. Close it down, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than a review as well that's really negative. 
but very clear that the guy has been there multiple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, uh, the kebabs are the worst I've ever had. Also, the snack packs are bad. Yeah. <laughs> Some, sometimes and the falafel isn't good. And, uh, <laughs> I come here once a week and it's always shit. Yeah. But it's like, mate, you need to learn. And, and then move th- on. this was this was the thing that caught my eye. Um, so it pops up in a one-star review from Calvin. He goes, terrible customer service. Served food on the lid instead of the actual container, <laughs> making it half the size. You know what? <coughs> I would be pissed with that. that yeah, yeah, of course you would. drive me crazy. What do they mean by that? So you know when you get a snack pack, it's in like a um, foam container? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part they of put it, it in the small pot. One is clearly designed to be the dish that you eat from because it's deep, and then one is clearly is a the part lid. that is the lid because oh, it's thin. So you turn right. it upside down. And yeah. this guy... It just won't stop so serving his snack packs. <laughs> <laughs> he just saves money. So funny. <laughs> but he's like, no one will no know. One <laughs> <laughs> kind of rules. I've got the secret. <laughs> it actually kind of makes me respect that guy. <laughs> 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 oh, just be like... <laughs> he's like, what do you want? A $25 snack pack? Or do you want a $12 snack pack, but it's half the yeah, size? Right. Like, like you ask someone to ask for a drink and you put the coke just in the straw. <laughs> you know? like, Hold your mouth open, yeah, I'll yeah, spurt yeah. it in. Yeah. Um, this lady, Anya, she's like, we're halfway through eating this large mix uh, halal snack pack when we realized they served the food in the lid of the container which is half the size so i've got a photo of what it looks like it's not even close like that's so that's the thinnest oh, yeah. <laughs> that is <laughs> weak oh no it's like a cap so we'll it. pop that up on the in, oh, on the insta or there oh, how, do how do you get halfway through <laughs> yeah. we're like hold on i see that lid? shit as people are doing it i'm like you're doing it upside down mate yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 go ahead yeah. and fix that for me that's why anyway i gotta get a drink some coffee <laughs> oh, oh, jimmy's kebabs that, we... that place is a place that yeah place. should we wrap it jim yeah yeah i'll ask you two questions and drew can join back in but say Okay, Barry, so someone tells you, hey, man, I'm coming down to North Parramatta, Oatlands area. I need something to do morning, afternoon, and night. What do you tell them to do? What's their itinerary? Okay, so we didn't talk about two of the places I'm going to mention, but what you'll do is spend breakfast at Parramatta Park, and there's a beautiful little um, restaurant that I worked at briefly, and I know the, the guy that does it. Uh, it's like old governor's house, mm-hmm. and they, they run like a pretty nice little uh, breakfast thing. It's a bit ritzy, but it's it's really pretty. Uh, really nice heritage houses and then like you know you can walk around the park afterwards Mm -hmm. lunchtime you're going to go to King's Dean which is a King's School staple it's a little tuck shop next to the school off the property and every kid goes there after school to get lunch can you go there as a non-King yes absolutely Um, it's and it's like so you know I had a bit of chip on my shoulder so did all the kids that lived in Oatlands next to the school because we'd go there during like holidays and stuff when no kids and like so the the owners of that place know me pretty well. Mm. Um, and it's just a proper normal tuck shop. Just a tuck shop. You're going to get a King's school or what I think it was called a King's basket and it's uh two calamaris, two crab claws, Ooh. two fish cocktails and chips. Mm-hmm. And then if you really want to get uh, into the fry, get a battered sav as well. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And then dinner Mate, you're going to go to Jimmy's Kebabs. What are you talking about? You're going to go 1am. You're going to be in a coma tomorrow by the sounds of this day. There's a lot of fried fucking grease happening. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. nothing good there. Yeah. <laughs> like you They're started actually... at the governor's house and you're a <laughs> fucking sloppy drunk kebab. Yeah, you get further and further into it. <laughs> but you could, you could go Jimmy's or you could go, uh, not around anymore, but when I used to live there, you'd go to Labot in Carlingford. Which is an, a, an Italian restaurant. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. La Botte. Like fancy or no? It's no, right. trying to be fancy. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, a classic kind of like Carlingford epic yeah. thing. I think where it's like fancy for Carlingford. Where it's like twenty five percent towards fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. They like, dust off the table. Like you know what I mean? They but wipe like the, and the food is like the good. Food's good. Yeah, 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 like yeah. it rocks. It's want. like yeah. yeah. 
So that'd that's be right. my go. Yeah. Awesome, man. But yeah. gotta go to Kingsdean. That's the place. That's the one. That's They're the so one. good. They'll treat you right. The the food's I'll great. I love a good fucking Fuck yeah. tuck shop. Yeah, and you can buy cigarettes from uh, Sunny at the little um, uh, the little convenience store uh, when you're about thirteen. So that's. Last question, Barry. <coughs> Block Blunders has become the world's biggest podcast. Joe Rogan's after you to come <laughs> on and you're saying, no, thanks, Joe. We're yeah. a bit busy scheduling the latest app uh, with all the money in the world and all the success. Would you settle down in the North Parramatta area? In North Parramatta? Probably not. Oatlands, I would maybe consider. I do mm. like the old suburban life. It's chill. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the place is nice. There's a fun little golf club. Like I could see myself retiring there and chill it out. And yeah. Shit, yeah. Don't yeah. mind that. Don't, Don't mind, mind that, that at all. all. all right. yeah. And so, plug time, everybody. Listen to Block Blunders. Explain what the podcast is. Yes, right? please listen to Block Blunders. It's a comedy pod where me and my co-host, Pat Sunderland, who was on recently, mm-hmm. uh, we try to guess the plot of a movie we've never seen. So just using pop culture references and whatever to piece together the story. Yep. Uh, and successfully and unsuccessfully, it's always a fun time. That's awesome. What's the most <coughs> fun one you've done, you reckon? Oh, most fun. I think Fast Five was pretty pretty fun. And I and I think the first two were definitely special for us because we, we put in a significant amount more effort into those <laughs> first two episodes <laughs> than we have since. Oh, yeah. We know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I remember drinks used to be on this show. Yeah, I know. We ran out of drinks. <laughs> yeah, it became a bit hard, that one. Yeah, yeah I thought about true. it. I tried to think what I'd bring, but it'd well, be well, like... We should bring that back. Probably yeah, a pack of winning blues. Honestly, we're not mind that. Just us smoking inside like it's a 50. Just telling Amy, it's for the pot. I was like 14, I asked for Witty Blues. He's like, no, that's not good for you. And I was like, come on, man, you smoke. He's like, all right. You got me. I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't get it. And where do we find you personally? Oh, look, you can find me. I'm Barrel Bolt if you want to go. I don't do anything there. But on Instagram, we're Block Blunders. We got TikTok. It's Block Blunders Podcast. I'm going to change that soon to Block Blunders because it's easier. And then you can find our podcast wherever you listen to this one, most likely. Go check it out. And uh, comedy, you got any shows? I'm not doing up? comedy at the moment. I'm not really gigging oh, much. Um, nice. Yeah, it it is. The You'll get the itch. fantastic. You'll get yeah. the I itch. have the itch a bit. I've got bits that I've written down, so oh, you might you might see me two. a crown. Yeah. <laughs> well, can, uh, forget what you can do is come to lunch with me and Drew, read them to each other, and be like, "Fuck, they're good." <laughs> That's a little right. That sounds then, good, actually. And okay. then rest on those laurels. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's, no I like the idea that you would have. An audience Yeah, watch. yeah. <laughs> I'd crush if I was doing this <laughs> on <the> stage. <laughs> awesome. Um, great. Well, listen to listen Block Wonders, everybody. And while you're at it, why don't you go <laughs> listen to us and then give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We also put the full video out on YouTube, so please subscribe to that channel. We're on all social media. Please hit us up on there. We love your messages from Facebook and Instagram. And Send Drew some get well. He's about to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds, like Drew <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we might need to replace Drew. Sounds like we might need to replace Drew on the pod next week. Okay. Um, well, you know you've auditioned me before. Yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's the control. I might not be a good Alex, but maybe I'm a better Drew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lower bar to fucking hurdle. Uh, Drew is going to Literally. Yeah. Uh, and you can also buy our shirts through the link oh, on the our shirts. Instagram bio. Buy the shirts, As Barry guys. said, they're very comfortable. They're Apart from that, we will see you next week. Thanks, everybody. R.I.P. Drew Bensley. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye.